Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Well, hey there, Lisa. Hi there, Pat. Hey, hey, thank you for coming out here to my neck of the woods. Yes. And especially uh, to come out here to an area that is so dirt poor. Um, And you may not know this, but the people who live around here, a lot of them do have cars, but they cannot afford turn signals. And so that's why you never see anybody using one, because they they can't afford them. That's so sad. Bunch of knuckleheads around here. Isn't there like some sort of government subsidy program that can give these people? You think so. And I don't know why that bugs me so much, but it never fails to. And I'm always yelling in my car, hey, thanks. Thanks a lot, numbnuts. Let let me guess which way you're going to turn. Hey, perfect. Oh, you're going that way. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I was just in Washington, D.C., and they don't believe in turn signals for the most part. And they also don't believe in planning ahead. Well, they're too busy in Washington, D.C., plotting uh, secrets and spying on us yeah. to use their turn signal right or to drive yeah. safely but yeah. I, I agree with you just you is it that hard it's right there you don't even have to reach for it yeah. you don't have to read the directions you just use it yeah so you're hacked off about that i can i see. am it just always Did it just happen me. to you today no yeah it happens oh. every day in this knuckle-headed neighborhood <laughs> jeez just bugs me. I know. Yeah, it's not the it's not the most important issue in the world. It's probably maybe the third most important. Yeah, but it it matters. But I wonder okay. if people. So, I but I just wonder if people think that. Oh, I don't have to. I'm too. You know, that's for the small people to signal where they're going. Yeah, I, I don't have. to. I suppose it's just the big brain people that don't use the turn signals. <laughs> that's probably right. That's what it is. Hey, um, uh, so you've been traveling a little bit, right? I have been, but you have too. You just said you've been in Washington, D.C. I know. Um, you know that is the the nation's capital? What is? Washington, D.C. It's uh, the capital of our entire country. Did you know that? It's not really a state. What the hell is it, by it's, the way? It's uh, What is it? It's, uh, um, it's a district. The District of Columbia is where it's located. I know, but what state is that in? Is that in Virginia or Maryland? Well, it would be in Maryland, except it's not in Maryland because it's its own district. Get it? I really don't. <laughs> Washington, D.C. has always, always confused me. Well, I guess if you think of it as any place, it's Maryland. It's, it's and, they don't say, but... and they don't say Washington, D.C. On the, on the freeway sign. So it confuses me because I'm from Seattle. You are? So when I, when I get on the road there... I think it. there's a distinct difference in the sound of Washington, D.C. from Seattle. So I don't know why you would be confused. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm confused. Seems pretty obvious to yes. me. 
Do you like uh, Washington D.C.? It's it's a I, Maryland and Virginia, and they're all very. It's all very pretty. Yeah. Love drive when I'm especially not especially this time of when year. I'm not screaming from the drivers trying to cut me off. There, it's very pretty, very yeah. pretty. The weather is great. Um, yeah, it was in the eighties. It wasn't muggy because I can hear muggy. it get stultifying. Yes, and muggy. muggy. Back there. Yeah, yeah, it gets muggy. The air gets thick. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck, getting dirty and gritty. We, we take it for granted here, and people say it all the time, but we 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 really live in, I mean, we complain about the rain, we we always complain about stuff, but it just almost never gets where you can't breathe 100% moisture. It's, it's unbearably bad, mm-hmm. and if you ever travel from here and go someplace else, in just about any place else, frankly, in the country... And experience a little bit of that, you'll say, man, home sweet home, when do I get back? Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice great. to be back. Great. Well, good. So uh, what kind of stuff do you, you don't, you just go to work, you don't get to look at any of the no. sites. I would find it unbearable to be in Washington, D.C. and not look around. Well, I look around while I'm driving around. Well, yeah, going to the museums, I know. I, I just, I don't have the energy, I don't have the time. You know that's the nation's capital? What is, Washington, Washington D.C.? Washington, D.C., yeah, it's the nation's capital. <laughs> Okay. I, is it a I, state? I, I, <laughs> I don't understand. I, it's a constant state of it, irritation, it is. is what it is. But it is beautiful. I just don't have time. And everybody says, "What you're going to do? You're not going to?" No, I'm not. When I have four, two hours free, I'm not going to get in my car and go stand in line at a museum. I'm going to go hit the sack and have a drink. Not in that order. Hmm. So why not in that order? But yeah, so I I know it's well, I just don't have time. you know you know the sands and the hourglass are, are rolling through. And, God, you know, no, you're not going to have you're not going to have that those opportunities. When, when are you going to go to Washington D.C. if you're not working? I know never. I've never been to New York. I think you need to. Do you be- know that? I have never been to New York. Well, you know, you? it's the nation's capital. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I've been uh, several times. It's just—I would love to go to New York. It's just absolutely astonishing. It's just—it's yeah. it, a great. You just get out of your car. Not that you could find a place to park there anywhere, but you just get up and start walking, and you'll come around the corner and you'll say, "Oh my God!" So that's where that is. Right. Everything, every step of the way is some amazement, whether it be a, an art museum or. Saks Fifth Avenue, or uh, you know the, the Empire State Building, which is, uh, I believe, the nation's capital is located <laughs> on the 110th store. But yeah. it, it, it's it's great. The, you got to go. The first time, but I I, went, what I would just tell you, I'm sorry, but what? what I would tell you, next time you go to D.C. All right, it'll be in October. You gotta you gotta build in at least an extra day or two for yourself. Oh. Yeah, you got to do it. I know. You got to do it. Okay. Yeah. The first time I went to D.C. was just a couple of years ago, and I went in uh, March or April, whenever the cherry blossoms are out. So driving from Ronald Reagan Airport to Virginia, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was so pretty. Did you see those Japanese cherry trees that uh, rim the... Uh, the, the monument. The, yeah. Yeah. I saw, saw the it? monument. Yeah. yeah, it was really pretty. So I figured, well, I got a little bit. The I Japanese gave bit. us those uh, trees. Yeah. And they're then beautiful. and then uh and then they bombed us uh, shortly after that. Well, not shortly after that. We should have cut their trees down. Yeah. Well, we should have shown them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That but that's that's all fine now and everything's hunky dory. Yes. <clears throat> uh I got to tell you speaking of traveling uh, uh, just a couple of things which aren't terribly interesting. But I'm going to but tell, tell you tell anyway. me anyway. Because they both involve uh, different kinds of nightmares. <laughs> now, I got this gig. Uh, I'm, I try to do these keynote speeches. 
uh, yeah, you you speak, you yap a lot. People, I do. So people hire you. To- First of all, think how audacious it is that you think I can go and speak, and I'm going to be some sort of expert, and that people are going to. <laughs> I but I, I just. But I, I'm laughing, but I know you, and I think you're well, it has enormously to be- entertaining, and I, I, I can see Thank why you. people would. Well, it's it's got to be predicated you. on on uh, unreal. Um, Information, you know, I, I I'm not a font of real information, but I can find it, and I can I employ it in these speeches. So you're not hired just to be the court jester of the evening's no, dinner. No, not not you're in these re- not in these particular keynotes. It's a really, ninety minute keynote, and you're teaching people stuff. I think so. I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's all based on companies that have succeeded in these rocky economic times and those that have failed and why why is that so and what are the what are the common denominators that we can take from all of that and use it in our own businesses so, so is it the same um kind of the same speech for every place that hires you well i always like to customize it i, yeah. I make sure i put lots of local flavor into it and so in That's this good. case i went to vermont and so i boned up on vermont as much as i could and yeah. uh, found out you know what some of the I, I read this fake speech, uh, I mean, this fake letter that is supposedly uh, from the president of the organization or whoever it is that <laughs> hires me. And I read it, I said, I, I thought this gig was off. And then just today I got a letter from, you, you know, Sylvia Swenson, your president of your organization. I'd like to share it with you. And then I read this <laughs> fake letter and, and I tell them what it, what it is. And I get names from them for nice. it. So it's, Dear Pat Cushman. This letter is to confirm that you will be our speaker, blah, 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 blah. And then I put stuff in it like, uh, once, you are un- once you are announced, get up there quick and don't babble on and on. <laughs> we have Larry Nastati to do that. You know, <laughs> which would be an employee. Which would be an employee that everybody knows, and he's a Gabby guy. That's and very it's funny. It's stuff like that. That's so, very funny. But, uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, pretty much, uh, it's just pretty much a regular uh, speech that I would give. Good. All, any place. So, but but it's also very very dependent on PowerPoint. And if people, most people know what that is, PowerPoint or uh, the Apple program is called Keynote, and it and it is basically a video representation of the points you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. You put bullet points on it. You can embed videos in it, which I which I do, and uh, and so this is a big part of the speech. And this is how it. And this is how I get it to be ninety minutes because you know <laughs> that's not, a tough gig. I mean, stand-up comedians don't usually do a whole hour and a half. Well, I guess the big ones do, but that's tough. That's a lot it's of tough. material. It's a lot of memorization. Yeah, so having that sort of you have to know where things go yeah, and all of that. Having those little crutches to kind of augment it is yeah. probably super helpful. And if you find yourself you're going long, you have these uh, video moments that you can stop back and take a look at your watch and say, okay, I'm going to drop this thing yeah. coming up and then I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. So it, it's helpful, but long story short, uh, I get there to this place where I'm going to deliver this speech and there's a guy, a technical guy, a kid. This is at a university. There are always kids. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's, well, okay. Uh, where's the, where's the, Laptop. I say, here, here's my laptop. So it's, he's supposed to set everything up for you. Yes, exactly. And hook everything together. I got everything he needs to hook it up. Right. What do they call that thing? Uh, the dongle. There's a dongle. That's. Don't ask me. A guy must have come up with that. Name. I like it. But though. it hooks into the computer, and then that hooks into their system, and then they can project it on the screen, audio and video, and all of that. Yeah. So I have all that for him, 
and he's and I'm going over and chit chatting and making small talk with people. I have an hour before I have to give this presentation. I'm not worried. Sure, I've done this a million times. Sure, and he's the tech guy. Finally, he walks over and goes, "I don't know what's wrong, but I cannot get your laptop to talk to the projector." I, I like how they use those technical terms yeah. too. It can't get it to talk to, talk to. to yeah yeah you want oh come on or you just say you can't get it to work yeah can't get it to work is this <laughs> is that what you're saying no no I, i'm not saying that so it, it, what i guess i'm trying to get at is that i um as this as the time is clicking by and then my speech time is getting closer You've I'm, got nothing to work with. I am becoming increasingly panicky. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to show that I'm panicking, but I kind of am. And uh, and meanwhile, juxtapose that with his insouciant <laughs> attitude. Well, maybe I could go and get another laptop. Uh, well, go get it then! <laughs> okay. That's what I want to do is yell at him. You're but not I, really getting a sense of... Um, uh, urgency yeah yeah none of that he's just it's only urgent to me not to him he does he, he doesn't have a well, job that's predicated on it or sure. anything yeah and he's probably not getting paid nearly as much no. as you are so no that's right i'm making huge sums <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so did get I'm, it to work no no oh, and there no. and there comes a point at which you realize it's not going to work yeah you got to fly with it's a not going to work so the first oh, thought God. i had and i hate to admit this but i actually had this thought don't tell me you were going to run. I was going to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I had the had this idea of flight. I would just take off. I'd hide out in the Virginia or the, the Vermont hills for a couple of years until the whole thing blew over. And then, I'd come, then I'd come back. It's not a bad plan. Moonlight in The idea that I actually had that thought go through my mind is something I'll never forget. I thought, really? I really thought that? I think that? that's good, though. You were exploring all the options. Yes, I was. So what did you end up doing? Well, finally, I decided, look, you can just uh, you can try to blame this guy or blame somebody. It doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Right. So I never threw him under the bus, and nor would I or anybody. I just re decided I'm going to give this speech, but there, we're going to have none of the visual aids that I usually have. Can't play any of the videos. I will explain the technical problem right at the get-go, and uh, and I'll smile and we'll get through it. And they'll they'll the audience will be will be cool with it because they see the pickle I'm in, sure. and they'll they'll and that's exactly the way it went. And they that's they good. loved it. I got a nice standing ovation at the end of it, and they wow wonderful comment cards. To the point, I thought, geez, you know what? Maybe if some That's of them said, who, who needs a PowerPoint? <laughs> yeah. This was fine. That's a good bit, even if it does work. Yeah. So it, it proved to me that, okay, I, if this ever happens again, I don't need to panic because the material is solid. And, yeah. I, and I can actually use my laptop as sort of like cue cards and watch the stuff that they're not seeing myself right. so I know where I am in the speech. So it all worked out. That is a nightmare. Great. That is a nightmare. But good job. But in the inside of the same week, I thought this is as bad as it gets. That's a, it. Can't get any worse than that. Inside of the same week, I am slated to be the MC for a big deal that I've done for seven years, I think, called the Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. And this is a an award that that brings really the best and the brightest 
entrepreneurial folks together. They're nominated for these awards. They can be in fields from medicine to communications to uh, to food and beverage. You know, there's like seven categories. And people like uh, Bill Gates and uh, Jeff Bezos and others have, have won these awards in the past. It's a wow. big deal. It's a very big, very prestigious. And they asked you to do it? I didn't mean it that was the way it sounded. Yeah, I'm the MC. I'm just the MC. That's all I am. I know, but that's cool. I'm just, I just have to move, introduce that's really pe- cool. people and, you know. And put keep some, the show moving. Keep the show some, moving. Put some funny stuff in yeah. there when it occurs to me and that kind of stuff. Got it. So so I've done this thing for seven years. Uh, this is a piece of cake. I'm not, I'm not sweat. There's no pressure, no sweat at all. Yeah. I just have a, I just get out there in a tuxedo, do some jokes which I will take the luxury of writing the day of the event because why not? It's just, it's, I've done it so many times. Yeah. No planning needed, really. It's a Saturday night gig. It's perfect. So Friday night, I'm sitting in a barn grill with my bride. Yes. I got a big old beer in front of me. Good job. We've ordered some happy hour food. I'm feeling just great. You have nothing to do. Nope. Just nothing relaxing. to do. Just a breathe. Just... Just celebrating how great that thing turned out in Vermont under such <laughs> dire circumstances. And and I got a little event tomorrow night. My wife's going to go down and stay with me at the same hotel that the event's going to be in. They threw a room Sounds in. Sounds lovely. It's great. Yeah. And then I look, at my, I look at my phone and there's a text message there that says, Are you here yet? I immediately know what it means and who it's from. Who is it from? It's from the guy that is the organizer of, of the Entrepreneur of the Year Awards event. And I realized in one moment, holy crap, the event is tonight. It's not tomorrow night. I, I, oh my I have God. to be on stage at 7 o'clock. It is now 6 o'clock. <gasps> and I am, I am in rural Snohomish. Drunk. Drunk. A little tipsy. And this thing is in oh Bellevue. Oh my God! Oh, and man. you don't. And you're certainly not wearing your tux at no, the pub. No, no, I'm wearing a pair of jeans and a tank top or something. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh my God! What a nightmare! And and so I just. My wife said I. I came out of my chair as if I was having a heart attack, and I go. I bet. We we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. We gotta go right now. We gotta go right 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 now. And I'm making a big scene in the restaurant. And she's saying, what? What is it? What? I can't tell you. I can't even explain it. We just got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We, gotta, we have to pay for the food. Do, okay, do that. I, I'm, I'm going to, like, I, if I run to the car first, somehow I'll be able to leave without her. You know, leave her there. <laughs> right, because she's, she's slowing down the whole process yeah. by asking God. stupid questions. Come on, move! <laughs> Sprint! Oh, my God. Oh, God, it was a horrible feeling. Just a horrible yeah, feeling. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Because as much as anything, when you do these kind of things, and you do them too. Yes. The, the number one thing you want to do is be a reliable person. You are going to be there on time. Right. I mean, I've... I've been and prepared. I've been and... upbraided for what I thought was a very good performance, but I, I was a little bit late, and so they, oh. they will chide you for that sort yeah. of stuff, you know? yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Being on time doesn't matter when you die, but being on time when you're alive is very important. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much about that, so I know that feeling with I'm terrible that, with it, tell you the truth. I know you are, but 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 I so I But I'm you just, usually don't miss it by a whole day. No. <laughs> you know no. What I mean? It's just horrible. This was, this was and now I'm an, now I'm skittish, I think. Of course. I, 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 I forgot that you were coming over today. 
even though I just had talked to you yesterday about it. I know. Yeah. So that's so why I, I didn't have any pants on when I came to the door. No, like, that's not forget. the only reason. But I so I we we hopped in the car. We went driving like a maniac to our my house because oh I God. had to get into the tuxedo. So I throw my tuxedo pants on, and that's all. I grab my shirt and my tux jacket and the ties and the jewelry. Uh, the studs that Did go with it. Did you drive? Yes, I drove. Why didn't you make Patty drive you while you got ready and wrote a, jokes? That's actually a good idea, but I didn't think of that. I was too panicked. Oh, my gosh. And so I uh, took off in the car like, uh, you know, it was on a blaze. And I changed into my shirt and put all my studs on and everything in my tie while I was driving on the freeway. Oh. Very fast. And I hate to admit it, yeah. I could probably be arrested yeah. if an officer hears this podcast. But I... Yeah. I was just insanely uh, upset. And I was keeping in touch with these guys by phone saying, I'm, I'm, how far away are you? Um, and, um, I don't know for sure because I don't know what kind of traffic I'm going to run into. Yeah. It's not a freeway drive. At least, how awkward, too. And, and then, it's a Friday night. You know how traffic is. Trying to get my shirt on. Gotta get the socks on, too. Back up on the freeway. Back up in the church. Where are my cufflinks? I gotta tie the tie. Man. Oh, I buttoned it wrong. I gotta start all over again. So I knew they could stall the thing a little bit, and they did. But still, I ro- arrived about seven ten, and I don't know. I don't know how I made it that fast. I I really don't. I just don't yeah. think you can make that drive from here to there uh, in that time. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe time stood still for a while. I I can't figure out how I and made it. The but other I did. thing I wonder is how do you get your head together after a scare like that? Hopefully, you you uh, drove past an underpants crafters store <laughs> on the way because underpants crafters. New underwear in about an hour. You have to get your mind right to perform. You know what I mean? You, you, how did you get yourself set for that? Well, uh, well. Between the tears, you were probably bawling your head off on no, the way there. No, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been. Well, what I, I would decided, have been crying. Well, first of all, I realized shit, I, di- I didn't even have time to write this little monologue. That's what I'm I supposed mean, to do like yeah. a five minute monologue. So I decided that a part of it would be simply me telling the story of what happened. See, and, and that's great. And that, and that went over great. I, I, you do that a lot. What you just did, said about the thing in the in Vermont with the IT guy and the thing not working. You've always been a champion of just including things that do not go the way they're supposed to go. You used to do that on the air all the time, on the radio show. If a cart machine didn't work or a CD skipped or whatever, most hosts that I've worked, I have worked with other hosts. What? Yeah. They, Why was I not informed um, it, it, of this? It would paralyze them. It would it would paralyze them if it didn't go according to plan. But that was half the fun of working with you. Is thanks for that. You just never kind of knew what would happen. And well, I figure, Lisa, that I'm I'm screwing up so much. I better e- either work with it or just get out of the business because it's there's just no getting around. I'm going to screw up. I always enjoyed uh, phone callers too that were not very good. Yes. You know that were actually or actually weren't even. Deciding to talk about what we had, yes, the topic was. We and... were more than happy to veer <laughs> off in another direction. Yeah. Do you fun. remember um, we were at a, a radio station? I think this was back when it was the Buzz 
Um, and we, our phone 100. number. 100.7. Yes, our phone number was like one digit off of another major radio station's phone number. Do you remember that? And people would mm. call us. They would. They would call us and go, what caller am I? And they weren't doing it as a joke for us. They really thought they were calling the rock station. Oh, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and we would get so pissed off. But, th- but wouldn't we also air? tell them that they'd won <laughs> yes. and stuff too and mislead them? We felt like it was okay, that was ethically okay to do it because they should not have been listening to another radio station anyway, and they deserve a small amount of punishment for but it. But our, our producer would answer the phone, Pat Cashman Show, Buzz 100.7 FM. They wouldn't even pick up on that. Yeah. It wasn't the K-Rock station they were listening to, but no, yeah, very yeah. funny. So, yeah. we uh, would have, uh, and we would have stupid contests too, remember? Uh-huh. We, it'd, be, it'd be like, yeah. what's that smell? And... <laughs> And people the would first call in. Correct caller. Is it the smell of uh, gym socks? No, that's not it. Good, but thank good, you for calling. Good guess. And uh, and then when when they finally provided an answer that we thought was funny, then they would be the winner. But there was no smell. It was just yeah, a it stupid br- idea it for was a brilliant. content. It's fun. Brilliant. Okay, so um, <sighs> I got got a lot of that out of my good, system. Good. I'm glad you did. Um, so your trip though to Washington D.C. <clears throat> was eventless. I mean, you didn't have any skirmishes on the plane or anything like no, that. No, and I, I know. Okay, I, I'm glad to hear. Are it. you saying that because you expect that I'm going to? I kind of um, hope for it. That I'm going to attract Good. trouble. I do think people think I attract trouble. Well, I would I, say I you're. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say. And you I'm attract- always minding my own business. Yeah, well, that's what you say. It's very true. And I had a friend who witnessed this phenomenon the other day. Um, He was following me to the hardware store. We were picking up some stuff and we needed two cars. And he had heard this rumor that I attract. And he was one of those people that thought, no, I must be begging for it. I must be giving people the stink eye or doing something. You're a trouble magnet. Trouble magnet maker. That there must be something I'm doing to to instigate it in some way. So we're driving down the the, uh, neighborhood, through the neighborhood. And uh, on my left, a woman in a very short miniskirt smoking a cigarette with a very ratty hairdo starts just walking across the middle of the street. And this is a two-lane, four-lane highway. Two lanes this way, two lanes this way. She's not at the crosswalk or anything. Yeah. And I see her kind of starting, and and I'm thinking, well, maybe she's timing it to go behind so she can go behind my, you know, how you'll start to walk knowing that you can time it to get behind the car to cross the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, no, she's timing it to be pretty much right in front of my car. And I didn't know whether to speed up or slow down. And so I finally just sort of slow down, and I'm only doing 25 or 30 anyway. I finally slow down and I stop. And she, she's on her cell phone, and she turns and looks at me, and she says this, Stop for crying out loud! And she flips me off. What? And and just, just gives me this horrible, evil eye and gets to the other side of the street, and she's on her cell phone, and she's all crusty and nasty. And, I'm start, <laughs> and I start laughing, and, and that just pissed her off. And oh. I, I started to go, because she started walking over to my car. And... I just go and I and and my friend in the van behind me I know sees it because he's laughing and we finally get to this where I go do you see what I mean I can just be out driving minding my own business (laughs) and people want to mess with me they want to take me on they want to rough me up I don't know what that is is. their biggest mistake that is their biggest mistake but yeah she didn't (laughs) like when I started laughing at her well what was her trip anyway she was probably on drugs here's here's my yeah it could be but but you've touched on something else. In addition to the people that don't use their turn signals, 
and you tell me if I'm wrong about this, but this hacks me off, uh, perhaps undeservedly. But when you're downtown and you're you're in your car and you're going to make a turn, uh, there's you got to wait because there's people in the crosswalk. A million people don't you in the think, crosswalk. Don't you think that a rather large majority of those people just lollygag as slow yes. as they can because they own the crosswalk yeah. and think I'll tie my shoe. And it just infuriates me. I know. I just want to move your ass. On, move, would you? Move your ass. You were walking real fast on the sidewalk before you got to the crosswalk, and now all of a sudden you're in slow motion. What's going on? I know. Do you like zip across the crosswalk when you're walking? I are walk you, are, at a normal rate of speed. Are I don't... you respectful of drivers waiting for your do? I think I think I am. I, I I can feel how they must feel in their car. They gotta wait. There's a limited amount of time. They can make the turn before the light yeah. turns and they can't go. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, try I, just, to I think there is an unspoken conspiracy among pedestrians <laughs> to do that. I know. <sighs> Hacks yeah, me off. Mad today. I know I'm kind of okay. in a rage about I, now. That's only the fourth most important thing in the I, world. I have a lot of rage too. Yeah. So do you? Yeah. Welcome rage to, is kind of welcome to the club. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, kind of being a, a scofflaw in a way, we want to thank people who take the time to write us at our website or email address uh, at pat at pat, pat uh, at peculiarpodcast dot com or lisa peculiarpodcast dot com. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it it just sounds like without a lot of uh, provocation or uh, promotion on our part, there is a, still a deep pocket of people that are uh, out there doing the the so-called reign of terror. Oh, it's a great thing. And it's if, a great thing. And I won't bore you with all the details of it if you if you don't know what it is. But it's something we started on radio a million years ago, and it is this simple idea that we need to send a statement to the man. Yes. Uh, and so it's a kind of an innocuous, harmless sort of uh, uh, insurrection that you can do yourself. And the supermarket is the place to do it. You go in there, and if the supermarket carries a product called pineapple upside down cake. Mix. Mix. In the box. Yeah. Don't do the real don't, ones. Don't go to the bakery and turn real ones over. It's got to be the mix. We simply say... Take all of the boxes on the shelf and turn them upside down Which the you, way God intended it to be. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yes, that's the way God intended it to be. And uh, we have found that when we do this, uh, it drives the supermarket personnel nuts. But what's even better is when somebody reports to us that they were going in to do the mission. Yes. And somebody was already there. They feel the sort of camaraderie of, yes, but you're right. You have to You have to do it quickly because if you're caught... All yeah. sorts of things could happen. Yeah. But take a picture of it if you do. We have a Reign of Terror map on our website at peculiarpodcast.com slash ROT. And uh, we'll post it on our website. And we've had videos and we've had yeah. we've had kids, of fans of the show. Kids are getting in on it now. We love it. We're spreading it. Yeah. It's a way to stand up to the man. In a way, we could almost declare victory because coincidence <laughs> or not, it's very difficult now to find pineapple upside down cake mix in the stores anymore. Is it that the man has knuckled under and we have won? Or is he keeping it hidden because he doesn't want the job being done? And you make uh, the point that there's a product out now called Pineapple Supreme. 
So they've taken the word upside down yeah. out of it. And yeah, they're not fooling anybody. So you, we still do those boxes as well. Like that's yeah. not going to stop us because yeah. it still is a pineapple upside yeah. down. Yeah, I mean game. you, you know, you have uh, something that's labeled uh, an atomic bomb, for example, but you put uh, breakfast cereal on it. It, it doesn't. It's it's still an atomic bomb. Sure. We know what it is. Exactly. We know what su- pineapple supreme cake mix is. Don't make us laugh. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll be posting more of those pictures on the website. And post them on Facebook, too, if you guys take those pictures. Cool, cool. Uh, seen anything interesting on uh, television lately you want to bring to my attention? Yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier. I, I don't know how much. How late do you stay up? And Very, none of my business. I stay up late. There's some interesting commercials. The, the, the advertisers are a completely different crop. Uh, for late night television than they are for yeah. just regular daytime TV. I think so. Now, and, daytime TV, you see a lot of ads for uh, lawyers and stuff. Right. Uh, or I, ITT schools, yes. things like that. Because they figure those are the people laying around all yeah. busted up or or jobless. Right. Or, <laughs> or divorce, divorce lawyers as well. Yeah. I mean, they know where their audience oh, is absolutely. and that's what they go after. So I was at my in my hotel room in uh in DC and this info I was working on my my computer and this infomercial came on that caught my ear about 10 seconds into it. This is a real product, a real infomercial that I wanted to play for you. The the compelling thing about it is how the voiceover talent who's voicing this commercial really sells this product. Or is um, trying to, anyway. And we'll post a link to this actual YouTube. It's a television commercial. And I think you'll get a lot more when you actually see the yeah. uh, the uh, happy family and the grandmother and the kids who are all so happy about this product. It's just such a great product. That, um, does, does the commercial explain the product, or do you need to tell us what it is first? Yeah, um, I, I think I'll just explain it to you. Well, yeah, it basically it's a fake par- parrot is what it is. I'm sorry, what you... It's a fake parrot. A fake parrot. Yes, it's a fake parrot. Um, and they, they uh, I love their, uh, their, their psychology of advertising that they're using here is that real parrots are just a pain in the ass to they, have. They, <laughs> they crap. They talk too much. That's right. You yeah. gotta feed them. You gotta yeah. put them in a cage. They'll be around for seventy-five years. <laughs> and I just, I, I marvel at how they really do make the points here. The best part of the commercial you'll hear is about a minute and a half, is where the it, the guy says, "And real parrots can't tell, can't tell the difference." <laughs> and they have a real parrot sitting next to this plastic parrot, and the real parrot's kind of looking at it. Like, did they ask the parrot if they, he could tell? But apparently they can't. Yeah, let's just assume that, unless he tries to mount the plastic parrot. <laughs> then That's right. That might be different. So I'll, I'll play it. Let me know when you want me to pause it if you want to make any comments. Okay. I would All like right. you to see it uh, somehow, too. So I don't know how I'm going to do yeah, this. I can kind of but see it over there. But you know what? I could do it this way, and then you can kind of see it, and then everybody can hear okay. it. So here we go. All right. <clears throat> the parakeet. So beautiful, great to look at, and what a wonderful companion. But live birds can be a lot of work. Well, yeah. now you can share that beauty without the mess. With Perfect Polly, the singing parakeet. Perfect Polly is so lifelike, it's the world's perfect pet. And it never needs feeding. <laughs> it's motion activated, so any movement makes Perfect Polly come to life. Watch as Perfect Polly's head moves back and forth, along with its tail feathers. And Polly's chirping is as sweet and beautiful as a real live parakeet. 
you'll get all the joy without the mess or expense. Perfect Poly will touch your heart and brighten any room in your home. It's actually life-size, and so amazingly lifelike, you'll almost believe it's real. Almost. In fact, even this live parakeet can't tell the difference. <laughs> Enjoy Perfect Polly's company while you're making dinner, or relaxing with a good book. Your entire family will love the fun you'll have with Perfect Polly, the singing parakeet. Oh, Perfect Polly even makes a great companion for your other pets. It's ideal for condos or small homes that aren't pet-friendly. I want to kill it already. <laughs> You can turn Perfect Polly off with the touch of a button. You can turn it Perfect off. Perfect Polly comes with its own perch. Or Polly can just sit on your finger and serenade you. Live parakeets need a cage, food, and multiple accessories. See? That can add up to a lot of money. You sure can. But Perfect Polly, complete with perch, is yours for only $14.99. Holy crap. Perfect Polly is also available in blue, red, or purple. Perfect Polly, the singing parakeet, is yours for only $14.99. So call and order your Perfect Polly now. You know what? Oh, be quiet. I, I have to say that there is not one thing... <laughs> in seeing the commercial or listening to it that would remotely make me want to have one of those but i mean you, you saw the happy family gathered yeah, around yeah, and, there's and, a the, whole it, family. and it's not a parrot i guess it's a parakeet but i've never heard of a parakeet called polly so i i yeah. screwed up on that but they've got it they're sitting around it's all sitting it's sitting on the coffee table and they're just all looking at it and smiling God. it just is that's great that isn't that is awesome i love it yeah, and great. uh you know that they sold a, a buttload of those yeah. after that. People are like, well, I think I'll get one for my mom. Yeah. Or, or, you know. My mom's kind of lonely. She, she needs a bird on her finger. <laughs> wonder, why, wonder why I sound so old when I'm talking about my mom. How old must I be? <laughs> I was just sitting God, there with my mouth hanging open watching it. That I've I, never seen one as stupid as that. That is about it, the stupidest that, thing I've that's ever about, seen. That's kind of coming right up to the, uh, what was the thing they had with the toilet paper? Yeah, Remember the that one handy wipe. Ha yeah, the handy miracle wipe. wipe or whatever. It was no, it was called. the handy wipe. Handy wipe? Yeah, the yeah. thing where you had toilet paper on the end of a stick because it was dirty and gross. Yeah to use toilet paper. The only difference in that commercial is I didn't see the whole family gathered around <laughs> looking at it. Although with the handy wipe, I would love to actually have the handy wipe to go into a public restroom with, you know, yeah. as you're standing there waiting in line, you've Kinda got your carry hand, it. you've got your handy wipe standing <laughs> ready to go and maybe already loaded with with fresh toilet paper to go. Man, that is but, really uh, great. Yeah, that is so really really I, great. I thought you would I like love that. It. We'll post it. that link on our website. Well, uh, we got a little bit of time left here. Um, the uh, longtime Food Network staple, Paula Dean, uh, as we are recording this right now, has been dropped from the Food Network. And uh, her. Like a hot potato with lots of butter on it. Which, her, as you may know, she, in a deposition, um, admitted to using. Uh, I, apparently, it's some former employee of one of her restaurants. So they're being sued right now for um, a, a hostile work environment yeah. that included um, uh, sexual innuendos as well as racism. So, so they're in the middle of this big suit. And so th these these amazing uh, comments have come to light under her out of her from her testimony. Yeah. And well, that's it's the thing about she said, Have you ever used uh, racist language? Well, of course. Of course, I have. Now that's just such a ham-handed way to make a, <sighs> an apology. I mean, she, yeah. somebody should have stepped in and said, "Paula, don't say anything. Let us, 
let our people handle this because you're just you're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. First of all, yeah. well, and and the there's just an enormous amount of backlash now uh, having to do with her, and she seems like a very sweet lady. A lot of people are eh, are excusing so her behavior because she was raised in the South. I think that's sort of a valid thing to examine. Um, <clears throat> my, uh, I have a very very old relative, very elderly relative, who was raised in a completely different time, and I got to tell you. Some of the things that he thinks. Yeah, I, ha uh, I had a father-in-law like that. So do yeah. we excuse people who are old? Do we excuse ignorance um, because of people's age and where they're raised? I don't know. No. She's, that, to me, doesn't seem like an excuse because she was raised in the yeah. South. No, ultimately, I don't think it's excusable. Not anymore, if it ever was. The fact is that she is in a position uh, where she has a public platform. And and to espouse uh, those kinds of, of views and think that those kind of jokes are okay, even though she didn't do it on the air, if that's if that's part of her deal, if that's part of her right. her her thinking, then I think the Food Network has to get her off yeah, the air. I I'm think glad they have you said to. that. I thought you were going to say that it was just a, a dumb business move and she couldn't do it. But you're right. That's nobody who cares if you're right. a celebrity or not. It's just a really backwards way of thinking. She took a, a you know, one to the jaw for uh, preparing all this fatty food and butter drenched this and that, while at the same time disguising the fact that she had diabetes. Uh, she's kind of like handing out this food to pe other people that could be diabetic. Uh, but it's, it's she's making too much money to uh, disclose uh, the fact that maybe it really isn't that good for you. Yeah, but you do know this part of it, though, that she went public with her diabetes, coincidentally, right after she made a big deal with uh, one of the diabetic medication firms. You do know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So there's a lot coming out so about So another way now. that she can make money. Yeah. yeah it's just... Uh, well, see, I, I, I'm glad to see her go. It feels icky. Yeah, me too. Because I'm not into the Food Network thing so much. She's made her nut. She's going to be just fine financially. Sure. And just go away. Yeah. I think she just need to go away. Yeah, she I needs know the to public just to has stop a, talking. The public has a great capacity, uh, more than ever, for forgiving sure. celebrities Absolutely. just about anything. Yeah. But, but I think this one is going to probably stick because yeah. she is so... Uh, off kilter from where uh, human discourse and yeah. understanding is going. Yeah, right now. it's not necessarily um, just a mistake that uh, is something she's done. That's uh, sort of a it's it's a national affront, is what it is. Everybody is pissed off. Yeah, I think so. I so. don't. I, I think even her defenders are were taken aback mm -hmm. by this. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm I'm sorry that that happened, but uh, she. I think sometimes when you get to be a big deal, uh, you begin to think you're bulletproof, and the things that you say uh, in private and uh, in semi-public that uh, you can get away with because of who you you are. And in this case, she might have taken one step too far. Mm -hmm. uh, well, she did. Yeah, frankly. just ignorant. Paula Dean is Paula Dunn. Yeah, exactly. You never know. She's come. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Join Pat and Lisa online at Peculiar Podcast's Facebook fan page, on Twitter at Mr. Pat Cashman and at Foster Chick. 
Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Yeah.